Lord, we thank you that you do draw all men to yourself when your name is lifted up. And we also know that you inhabit the praises of your people. When you show up, God, oh, we just bless all the wonderful things that you want to do in our midst as we worship you. I release in the name of Jesus everything you want to do by way of healing in the physical body. I just release that in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Lord, as you, as you inhabit our praises, physical healings would take place as we worship. Lord, as you heal the soul, the heart, the broken heart, as we lift your name up and you inhabit our praises, you would speak to our hearts in deep and profound ways that bring healing to the, to the, to the pieces that have been shattered in our hearts where you would bring them together and bring wholeness and healing. I feel, I feel, church, that that's something that's happening for today. Even, even those things that have been long-standing, where we've, we've just been so long broken-hearted, just receive his presence. It's by the grace of God that you're healed. It's by the grace of God. He's saying, stop trying to make an earthly effort. Stop trying to be better. You cannot do it on your own. But as we worship him, his voice is heard. He inhabits our praises. He draws near our broken hearts and he heals in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. There's a depth of longing in my heart for you. Don't say it's not me. Each one of us each one of us he loves. Jesus. In Jesus' name. I felt like I heard, I can hear this, uh, it's kind of an, it'll sound odd, but it's like I hear the Lord saying, on my hip. And it's, and it's a command to us, it's an invitation to us to be right there. To be right there. And, and not just for a service, but to but that is how life actually turns out to work. Like we were not made just to push through stuff. We were made to be in fellowship with him when we go out, when we come in, when we rise up and when we lie down. We were made for that. And I remember times in, in, my, in my past when my kids were young and they would be having trouble and struggling in life and acting up a bit and things like that. And I would say some version of on my hip. And it was like, because in here I knew whatever their answer is, their answer is actually more of me. They need my love because they're acting up and stuff. So they need me, and I didn't always know how to give it to them. But in Jesus' name, I just, I just want you to just, His Holy Spirit saying to you today, I believe He is, but maybe you don't. But I want you to give Him a chance. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I believe you're saying to at least many in this room, on my hip. We have complex questions for you, God. To us, they're complex. And you're speaking and we're not hearing it and you're saying, on my hip. That's your answer, on my hip. Walk with me. Don't take another step. Don't do this alone. Don't do this in your own strength. Don't do life in your own strength. I felt like a 
I heard another one. I felt like I heard another one. Be angry. The verse, the verse is be angry and do not sin, neither give place to the devil. And I felt like God was saying to you, to people over your marriage, hello. Be angry and do not sin. Do not give place to the devil. Whatever you think your battle is with, your battle is not with that. Your battle, there's an enemy who's trying to corrupt and pollute and steal Steal your home. Steal the joy that's supposed to be there. Steal the life that's supposed to be in it. So you, and, and I'm frustrated. They, they're, my spouse has flesh. I understand. But we have spirit. And Holy Spirit has a better way to do family. He has a better way to do life. And so for some of you, I believe that's a God word. It's just so simple. Be angry and do not sin. Don't give place to the devil. God, is that what I'm doing? When I step into that fight with my spouse, is that what I'm doing? When I step into conflict with that person at work, is that what I'm doing? I'm not saying don't engage in solving problems. Engage, engage, engage. But don't engage in the the flesh in anger. Do not give place to the devil. I bless your home. I bless you on your home. I bless your home. I bless your home. I see God just saying, these kids need more. They need to see the demonstration of my love. Don't miss your opportunity, mom, dad. In Jesus' name. Yes, and I believe for that, God. I believe for that restoration. That's, I appreciate that, Fred. In Jesus' name. Restoration. I believe for that word. In Jesus' name, some You're just, um, hallelujah, Holy Spirit. My heart and flesh cries out. Somewhere in you, you might not know it, but my heart and my flesh cry out for, for you. That that is in you. It's in you more than you know it's in you. My heart and my flesh cry out for you, God. I'm eating at the wrong table. I'm, I'm being satisfied. My flesh is being satisfied, but my inner person isn't satisfied. I'm not satisfied. And you know it. My heart, it's because your heart and flesh are crying out for God. They're crying out for more of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here that wants to respond? I, I like... I feel like I want to preach, but I feel like I also want to let you respond. Does anybody here want to respond to that? My heart and my flesh cry out to you. And God, I need, I need help this week. I need help. And you just come right now. We'll pray for you real quick. But you come right now if that's you. Please come. Let us pray for you. We want to help you. We believe that God wants to move. Is that anybody here? Because if it's not, we'll, we, we'll move on. In Jesus' name. Is that anybody here? Jesus. Jesus. Only you, Jesus. Jesus, you satisfy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, thank you. Thank you, God. God, I agree with my sister, but I agree, Father, and we agree, God. I agree with this intercessor heart in Jesus' name. And I bless this church. And I bless this community. We bless this North Country in Jesus' name. 
you cry out for us and we cry out for you, God, in Jesus' name. You cry out for us. You seek us. You look for us. You're looking for intimacy with us. You're looking for increase, increase, increase connection. You're looking for us connect in the deepest places of our heart with you. And God, wake up, wake up, wake up in us. Wake up in us that which cries out for you, that which is already crying out for you, but we're not even hearing or paying attention or we're, we're uh, missing it. And so, God, I miss it sometimes. In Jesus' name, I bless the heart cry in us and the heart cry in heaven to come together with signs and wonders and miracles, to come together with the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Would you pray for her? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. I bless you. You're there for her. Okay, good, good. In Jesus' name, I bless them. I bless them. I bless their home. I bless what you're doing, God. I welcome you, God. You're the healer of hearts. I declare that you are the healer of hearts. Jesus said he came to heal the brokenhearted. Do not overlook it. Do not just stuff it. Do not minimize it because God has a plan, a plan and a purpose to meet you there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I bless you, my brothers and sisters. I thank you. In Jesus' name, you can take your seats. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for loving God. Thank you for thank you for support to the worship team. Thank you, God, for your spirit in this place. Thank you, God. So I just want to remind you of something today. I want to remind you that as John 3.8 so aptly says, the wind blows where it wills and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot see where it came from. You don't know where it came from or where it's going. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. There's this really, um, for, for some people it would be a strange verse in Psalm 91 where it says he will cover us with his feathers. Like, like that's how it's translated. He will cover us with his feathers. Like what is that? But I'm just, I'm just telling you, and not that I picture God with feathers, per se. But I picture God he, this way. He said it to, in Exodus. He said it to Moses. He said, how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And he's talking about their deliverance. I bore you on eagles' wings. So I don't know if you have a picture or a great theology for it, but God flies, apparently. And God lifts people up so they can fly. And God takes his children, he covers us with his feathers, and he protects us in many ways, but he also, in a sense, does something that would be equivalent to, equivalent to like when a, um, a, uh, a, a mother of birds, particularly I'm thinking of something like an eagle, would at times be over their young ones and just moving their wings and wants them to feel the breeze. It's just, just feel the breeze, feel the breeze, feel the wind. 
and wants them up, puts the nest up in a place so they can feel that breeze because they're made to move in that breeze. They're made to move with the wind. They're made to move in a way that doesn't happen when you're just kind of walking around. It happens with this other part of us. It happens in the, in the spirit. So children, if you didn't leave, you can go to children's church. So um, I don't know if, if you ever say something like that, I am what I am, right? I am what I am. If you ever say that, and, and probably you've said that or something very close to it. And, and I've said it. And, um, and you could say it with uh, confidence as a declaration, or you can say it in frustration. You could say it as, like when somebody's trying to talk to you about something that you're doing that's, that's irritating them, and you could say, well, I am what I am. You know, you, like deal with it, or, or I'm not dealing, or whatever. Um, Buck Owens said it, and he said it with kind of an attitude. It sounds, sounds to me like an attitude. I am who I am. I am what I am. I do what I do, and I ain't never going to do it any different. I don't care who likes it and who don't. Okay? So, seems like an attitude. Seems like an attitude, but, but I, I don't think it's a secret, but it might be a secret to you, or it might be something you didn't know. But he did care. Right? He did care. He just didn't care about what many people think. But he cared about what some people think, and particularly he cared about what God thought. He was a born-again Christian. Ben Franklin said, I am what I am, and that's all that I am, which sounds to me a lot like Popeye the Sailor Man, by the way. <laughs> which was before Ben Franklin's time. And if I'm supposed to be somebody else, why do I look like me? And I think that was just a very casual way of saying, leave me alone. <laughs> you do you, I'll do me. But... Um, Amen, in Jesus' name. But Paul makes this statement, and I, and I want to push into this. Paul makes this statement. He says, I am the least of the apostles. And I don't know if you ever think of yourself. Maybe you think you're great. And in some ways, because God made you, you are, right? In some ways, you are. And, and he says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I, I'm just telling you, I think there's a lot of people that don't believe that. Like, they don't, like they don't, they don't believe when they look at themselves, when they consider themselves, they don't actually believe. This is good. I am not saying you do good. Like, I know you mess up. I know I mess up. People mess up. I know I've sinned. I know I need, need a redeemer, so I'm not at all saying that. But when God made this, when God made, made this, you, this was not a mistake. If you think that, you have got to stop. Like that, you are... You're given place to the enemy to hold you down. You're made to fly, but you're, given, you're, you're keeping your roots in, in, in a past or a failure or something. You're keeping your roots there. You're like, not me, not me, somebody else, not me. And that's not true. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 says. And your soul is supposed to know it very well. David said, my soul knows it very well. Your soul is supposed to know it very well. And I'm, I'm just saying, maybe you don't know it very well. So you wind up e finding it easy to believe this, this like junk about you or this, the weakness or the failures or to, or to look and see the person the devil would describe you as. The, the person either with the temper or with the failures or with the, uh, the awful things that you've done with, 
wasted time, wasted, wasted uh, opportunities and things like that. I've done it. But he calls us back. It's not wrong for you to remember your failings. It's just wrong for them to not be in the context of what God's doing in your life. It's wrong when they're not in the context of he causes all things to work together for good for God lovers. There is an open door, an open opportunity, an open heaven for people that will hear the call and respond to God's purpose for their life, that God will take all these tormenting things that are hanging on to them and say, get off and let's turn that into something. Let's turn that. Let's turn this like I was a crushed, shattered person as a child because of family junk. It, it, I think it's why God kept a place in my heart for families because, because I was crushed there. And, I, and it was a terrible thing. But God lifts me up out of that. Like that's not, don't, don't see your identity as the, the abandoned child, which probably is prophetic, prophetic for someone here, maybe several someones or someone watching, is that that is not your identity. <laughs> thank God for water and thank God for living water but he says I am the least of the apostles boy it's a good thing when you finish with your other business like let's just say all of us are sinners okay like if you haven't yet owned it maybe that's why you can't get done with it because you didn't actually own it yet. Like you didn't actually, God, I'm bringing all of it to you. Like you let God peel your facade off and just like, okay, here I am. I was afraid. I did stupid things when I was afraid. I was angry. I figured if the world was doing things to me, I would do things back found hurt people, whatever. He's, okay. Some people are saying, probably, that I'm not fit to be an apostle because God-loving people, I led people, I led a little militia force, and we killed them, or we jailed them. We broke their stuff. We broke into their homes. We terrified their kids. And all they were doing was loving God. And he said, you know what? In every way that I can see, you're right. I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. But he doesn't stop there. Because I persecuted the church. And he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, I am. Who are you, Paul? I'm Paul the Apostle. I'm Paul. I'm, I'm Paul that was called. I'm Paul that God is using. I'm Paul that's been traveling the world. I'm Paul that's leading whole communities to Christ, leading whole areas, regions to Christ. I'm Paul that suffered for his name, and I don't think about it. I don't even, I don't really care anymore. I'm Paul who has seen Jesus and I've seen him enough that I get it. He's the prize I'm after. 
and I'm pursuing him everywhere and all the time now. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am not, Paul is not saying I'm a self-made man. He's saying I'm a God-made man. I'm taking the debris. I'm a mess-making man. And then God puts grace in the man. And now I'm a God-made man. God's making something in my life. I want what God's making in my life. And I'm doing it. And I will stand in being the God-made man, even if people know my history, and even if people throw my history at me. We Come on, we've got to get bolder. We've got to get bolder about not living in our past, not accepting the shame from it. Because that shame thing, it's just a devil tactic to keep you from stepping into this upward call, this prize, this upward call of God that's really your portion. You're not supposed to be an addict. You're not supposed to be bound. None of us are. We're supposed to be demonstrations of freedom and demonstrations of love. It's not God's plan to leave you that way because you deserve it, because he called you once before, you didn't listen to him, and now you're suffering for it. Come on, he's the God, of, he's the God who redeems. He's the God who raises the dead. He is interested in you. He cares for you. On grace, if you can, if you can, there's a bunch of noise. Your failures are noise. Your, your shortcomings are noise. But grace often is more like the whisper, a still, small voice. God's talking to you. And if you can hear the, start hearing the whisper, he's saying, he's saying, I, I'm, I've got a plan for this. Like, I can hold my junk up to God and I could say, I could say, fix it. And he could say, give me that. I'll give you a better one. Or he could say, he could say, I'll fix it. Or he could say, I want you to see something about that, that there's a way that I want to use that. So don't, don't be, don't be messing with that. There's something perfect right here. I want to show it to you. But he could do anything with it. But the point is when he does it, my heart's going to be satisfied. I do not. Nobody has an encounter with Jesus. If they engage, if your heart opens, you don't have an encounter with Jesus and walk away going, man, that wasn't worth it. Like, I stood in line for a long time and I didn't, that didn't feel like anything. That's like, if you didn't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't seem to be anything, stand in line on my hip, walk with me, learn of me. Show me, he'll show you great and mighty things, he says, that you don't know. I think he could say it this way, and I, I love this, and by the spirit of grace, I am what I am, says I am. Maybe, maybe it'd be good for you to read that with me. By the spirit of grace, I am what I am, says I am. And so this is, like, this is, there's, there's calling, like God is very interested in this region. God is very interested in your families. God's interested in the people that come to the, I just, I refer to it sometimes as a family picnic. He's interested in the ones you don't want to come and the interest in the ones you'll be glad to see. He's interested in all of them because he's trying to redeem all of them. He has a purpose for all of them. He could look at any of them and love them. And if, and if you can't stand that, that might be part of the reason why you're struggling with understanding God's love. Because you still might be judging another person too much. You still might be over there instead of like right here saying, God, God, like God wants me. 
This God that's above all holy and separate, he wants me, and this is a pretty great thing. I'm just going to, what do you say? What do you want? What am I here for? Holy Spirit, I believe you to quicken. Quicken. There are gifts and callings in this place. There's gifts and callings in this place. Wake up. Wake up, gifts and callings in this place. Wake up, parents, and see gifts and callings in your children. I, I just, as I'm thinking about that, I just understand that, that you're, and I'm not talking about just three-year-olds or five-year-olds or something like that. They could be 30, okay? But, but you and me, this, this um, we have, as a parent, I believe one of the great things you have going, that God wants to do with you is he wants to speak words of life to your kids. He wants and words that give them life. And, I'm, and, and uh, if you have been, which, which too many parents have been, if you have been a shamer of your children, like tried to keep them in line by shame, it's not the first time. Like this has been going on for millennia, okay? Like I, I don't, I don't want to give them all that energy. So it's like, why can't you be better like the other boys? Or why can't you, why can't you do this? Or why can't you do that? Can't you just for once? And so we, but it's like, that's not your role. You are out of, you, you missed your, it's, it's, it's like you're trying to parent, but you missed it. That's all. It's, it's like you're, you're trying to talk to somebody to help them, but, but you missed it. Because God is like, he wants you to see fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. And then he wants you to say, but, but there is like, like, look, he's clumsy. Yeah, but there's clumsy people. There's a, there's a purpose for him. Everybody can't, you know, be, be an athlete or whatever, or be a gymnast or something. But, but there's a purpose for people that are a little awkward. There's a purpose. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, that I watched some of the uh, collegiate wrestling championship yesterday. Okay? And one of the guys that won the NCAA championship, I'm just telling you, he's awkward. He's awkward, but he's got a gift, too. He is amazing with his, the tools he's got and the way he's developed it. So you're not supposed to be everybody. You're supposed to be somebody, and we're supposed to be together become the body of Christ, and it's a great thing. So, I'm just telling you that God says you are. God says I am. I am. And so, a word that God gave me recently, it was, I've come out of junk and troubles just like many of you, right? Anybody want to say amen to that or not? Okay. Okay, well, the word was, I want to use these things you've overcome. I'm giving them back to you as badges of honor. I'm giving them to you as sources. They are, they are beautiful things, and I'm, and I'm using them, and I will use them to enrich your life and to touch the lives of others. And so God literally, what an amazing promise he redeems us. Like, and so he takes all that and he can, he can make um, mothers and fathers that are blessed and out of you and out of me. And he can make faithful friends and faithful brothers and sisters out of you and me. And he can, he can make people that do things for the glory of God, that the glory of God comes upon and he can use it. Paul says his grace toward me was not in vain. I want you to say that because I'm encouraging you to engage. His grace toward me, come on. His grace toward me was not in vain. I re, I'm breaking my agreement with, 
It didn't work. I'm not changed. I'm breaking, break your agreement with that. It didn't work. I'm just going to stay this way. No, there's a way for the glory of God to fill your life, the presence of God, the goodness of God, because you were made to walk with him, and I know he doesn't make junk. But Paul says, by that grace, his heart moved, divine influence in his heart, the grace of God, God whispering to him, it moved him, and so he, he moved with it. That grace, like words coming out of God's mouth, was enough for him to catch it and begin to move with it and go with it. And he goes with it. And so I labored more abundantly, he says. This is not a works salvation guy. This is a move in the Spirit. I'm inspired to share Jesus with people. I'm, I'm inspired to touch people. If that does that one more time, I'm going to pick up the other thing. Because... Yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. It's grace. It's for you. And so we, this harvest is coming in. Did I do it? Did they do it? It doesn't matter. So we pre preach and so you believe. He's talking to the Christians. So how do you make a Christian? Do you want to be like a Christian? Do you want to be a growing Christian? Do you want to be a mature Christian? Well, we might say, I think that's God's job. But God is saying to you, join me in that job. Now, I, boy, I heard that. I, I felt that. I felt that. Holy Spirit is saying something. I felt that. Is when he says in the Great Commission, he says, go forth into all the world and make disciples. Do you understand that if that's not what you're doing, you might have a problem? I hope you can hear it. I'm, I'm not trying to shame anybody. But if you can't, I hope you can hear it, that what's, what's my job? If you're not sharing Jesus with people, that's a problem. You were made for that. You know, everybody isn't made for a pulpit, per se. But everybody is made to make disciples. And how do you do it? And it's really just encourage the life of God. Teach them some things. John Wesley talked about, can I switch? I have one right here. I'm going to switch because it's just I, I must not. First is prevenient grace, and prevenient grace is before I knew him, he was doing things in me. He was calling me before I knew it. There's justifying grace, and justifying grace is he restores me to right standing. He puts me next to him, or the right to be on his hip, the right to walk around with God, the right to be invited to be with God. Then there's, so you have that right. I hope you partake of that right. I hope you push in and step into that right. There's sanctifying, sanctifying grace, which bring, brings us closer to his likeness. We're beginning to change. We become set apart for him. I know, I know I'm belonging to him. You need his help to know that. You don't just pick it up generally. It's by the spirit that you learn that. Well, we become his. My hands become his hands. My feet become his feet. 
feet, etc. My mouth becomes his mouth. And the last one, there's glorifying, glorifying grace. And, and I just want to tell you, this is such an interesting thing to me because, because there's this realm where the whole world needs Jesus. People are sick. People are tormented. The devil's evil. There's, there's discouragement. There's shame. There's guilt. There's heartbreak. And you and I know the guy that heals all that. We know him. And he loves people. Could you, would you, let love for people live in you? Could you, would you? Could you, would you, let love for people grow in you? Because you don't have to be anything but a conduit. You can be this son, this child. It doesn't, you don't have to become famous or anything. You can be his and, and being his, he can pour through you what they need. So you don't have to be, I, I'm not that good with the gifts. You don't have to be good in that way. Now to him, Ephesians 3 says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church. So um, I'm going to, I just want to go, I'm going to go somewhere and um, I'm probably going to, let's say, maybe need about just about 10, I think about 10 minutes. Father. Okay. Okay, just, um, we're just, uh, these are, I've borrowed and extracted from Neil Anderson's longer list, and I'm, just have about a dozen of them. So, if you would, please read with me. And, um, um, so here's what I believe why we're doing this, okay? I, we had this training for, um, uh, first resp- uh, um, no, no, I'm not talking about CPR, right? CPR training, okay? And so I believe that God is like, and so part of it is you have to learn how to pump somebody's chest. And I believe we're pumping somebody's chest right now, okay? I believe we're pumping somebody's chest. Somebody's coming back to life right now. So if you read with me, as we're speaking these words out, God's putting life back in. Maybe you're watching online in Jesus' name. In Christ, I'm accepted. I am God's child and his friend. I have been bought with a price. I belong. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. I have been forgiven for all my sins. In Jesus' name, (laughs) breathe. You breathe in them. You, You give them 30 quick ones, and then you breathe in them. And then, in Jesus' name. In Christ, I am secure. I am free from condemnation. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. I can find grace and mercy to help in time of need. In Jesus' name, come alive. 
In Christ, I am significant. I am salt and light for many. I'm chosen to bear good and abundant fruit. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am God's workmanship. I have boldness and access to God. So now, sometimes people put a lot of effort into something and it doesn't work out very well or it falls short. You tried, you tried, you tried, you tried, and, and you just, like, we didn't get there. When the temple of, uh, in the Old Testament, when the temple was destroyed, the, the Jews' temple was destroyed, and they were all, the bulk of them, except for a few poor people, were taken away to Babylon. They said they would be there for 70 years, and it was a punishment or a consequence for their idolatry. But then he said, I'm going to bring you back. And so they came back in waves, and wave one came, and they started to work, and they worked on the wall of Jerusalem. And then they started working on the temple of Jer in Jerusalem, but it wasn't finished. And wave three, the third wave is now coming. And this is, this is a prophetic word through Zechariah relating to it. And he says, and Zerubbabel is the guy that's leading this. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. And I'm just telling you today, this is a word of the Lord to you. This is a word of the Lord for you to give, for you to, to speak to a person. Yeah. Not by might, not, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so we see the dilemma. Lord, the temple was a great thing. I've heard the stories of it. But what I'm looking at isn't great. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord, I'm struggling with what I'm seeing. Not by might, not by power, by my spirit. We step into the spirit for God to do this thing. The wind blowing on that thing. The move of God, move on that thing. Move on us. Move on this person. Move on them. Who are you, O great mountain? It seems like a mountain before Zerubbabel. You shall become a plain. You're coming down. Jesus name in Jesus name there's some people here believing for people you shall become a plain who are you O great mountain who are you O great mountain in Jesus name do you see some of you are seeing the mountain you shall become a plain with shouts of grace grace I don't have to understand how God, I don't have to tell God how to do it. I don't have to understand how he's going to do it. It's just going to be grace to it. Grace to it. Grace to it in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Let's step into that. Let's believe for that. I'm going to close in prayer. And if you want prayer, if you want fresh anointing, if you need something in your life, we will pray for you. We'll believe that, God. We believe the Spirit of God is here today. Spirit of God is moving on hearts, moving in lives. Anybody here today physically healing? I'm just curious. Anybody? We pray different times. We pray, speak to it. Anybody healing, phys physical healing touch on you?
Looking for, okay, anybody? Thank you. Okay, that's one. Thank you, God. That's two. Hallelujah. That's good. I love that. How about in here? Did this move? Did something move inside of you? Is that you? Manny, okay. Could you, if you want something to move in you, if you feel like, God, I know, I know you want to do this. Maybe Holy Spirit's whispering to you right now saying, come on. Let the men of God and women of God pray for you. Amen. Amen. Truth. Truth. Let God breathe on your little. Let it become more in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pray, and you are welcome. The altar is open for you. Father, I bless my brothers and my sisters. I'm thinking of that song where he says, You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free shall be free indeed. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. So, God, I bless my brothers and sisters, and I, the breath of God, continue to breathe on them because I believe flourishing and fruitfulness is your plan for us. It is ordained. And, God, you want to use us in ways if we'll just step into it. And so I bless, I bless us to hear you and to hear you just saying, on my hip, and you'll just lead us by your spirit through it, and you will use us and move in our homes, our lives, our situations, where we're out and about for the glory of God and for the good of ourselves and the good of those around us because they need us to be moving with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.